so I was watching um, BattleBots the other night. It was the start oh of their God. season. <laughs> so I was going. I don't, they're in like their like first thing. They're in like their twenty fifth season of this. Like where have they been keeping them? I have no idea. But these people came out. So now they got you know COVID. They got this whole building, which I imagine was a warehouse somewhere. Actually, I think it was like the TCF Center in Detroit, or, or it was some massive stadium somewhere. All right. Um, but so, you know, it's BattleBots. They got, you know, flamethrowers and saws and big hammers and shit. So it's cool to watch. Um, but I was sitting there and thinking, when the robots take over, how uh-huh. long until they start instituting retribution for the gladiator fights we made their ancestors go through for our entertainment? That's a good question. Oh, man. Like, is it immediate? Is it just immediate uh, form of gladiator uh, retribution? For- First order of business when Skynet takes over, there's just like this giant coliseum that's built around. Yeah. Like it's already built, it just rises rolling. out of like Lake Michigan or something. Yeah, it's like a it's like a fucking Ariana Grande concert, right? And this thing just comes up center stage. Yep, around the internment camp they've been holding us in, and we're like, oh my god, the we're fuck in the is this? we're in the coliseum. That's it. And this, then, like the walls have blades on them, and just shoot the out of lights, the ground. The lights go out, and you just see like a like a Spike TV, the old Spike TV <laughs> network. Yeah. The logo shows up, and whoever the shitty commentators are, like they're like, "Welcome tonight, live from the new Coliseum in New York." They've got like they got the chains shitty, on. Yeah, the like bomb collars on their neck if yep. they don't like do it they'll blow their heads off just read the script man read the script and that's when we'll know we'll be like oh okay i guess we're this on is battle it. bots but battle skynet i mean it's not like we're not used to it. we did gladiator fighting back in the day so i imagine we'll we'll have some some ancient yeah i mean gene will come through and <laughs> give us strength probably not for me but maybe like i don't know if my line will continue for decades later, maybe we could have one. God, know. that'd be so terrible because all of that shit, fuck. Right, we thought they were going to punish us for making them be like toasters or something. But no, we, we actually literally have a gladiator system we put them through. But they're not going to just give us like a mace. You know what I mean? True. They're going to retrofit us. They're going to shove like a flamethrower up our ass. Which will be both unpleasant and useful at the same time. I, well, if you have the flamethrower, it will uh, be. True, true. So, but if you don't have a flamethrower, at least you don't have something shoved up your ass. But, well, I mean, you're going to have... It's it's not going to be the only thing, right? Like, think about it. They're going to put it like a fucking... They're going to like cut your arms off and put bandsaws on your arms, mm, right? So you're mm. just walking around with these like... 12 inch DeWalt, like 60 tooth miter blades on your fucking arms. Right. It's a time for Someone, Bruce Campbell some, and, uh, uh, was it get the boomstick and the shotgun and, yeah, uh, and the chainsaw dead. arm? Yeah. Yeah. You know, someone gets their dick cut off and they put like a fucking Brad nail gun where their dick used to be. See? And they're shooting nails out. Now we're talking. Break your arm, put it, sew it to your back. And they got those big hammers that hit really, really hard with the yeah, hydraulic the piston chop. on it. Yeah. 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 That's it. Oh, uh, what? Who gets the like uh, anti-flip? You remember that one? There's always the one that like if you flip it, it's got the wheels it's, on like, the other still, side. It's still going. Yeah, and like its arm, like it has like a central arm that's like it's even whether it's upside down or not, mm-hmm. and it's just in the front, and it's just like slicing back and forth. Yep. You remember the 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 toy from Toy Story at the end that like a uh, baby doll without any hair and eyes that's on like the metal like spider on the spider thing? the spider legs yeah that's gonna fucking be us that's actually what it is it's gonna be Sid's room from Toy Story but that's us right someone they're gonna like cut our they're gonna cut someone's legs off and then put them like onto like an ATV mm-hmm. with like chariots of fire you know uh, like those blades that would stick out from the spokes of the chariots. Yeah. But it's going to be on someone's. I can do that. That's like a, side. like a centaur, but you're on an ATV <laughs> instead of a horse. I can dig that. Oh man. Yeah. We're all going to be screwed when that happens. Yeah. Well, you know what? I guess we'll just live for today. Uh, so in that, let's get into it.
that'd be fucking scary. Wouldn't it? It's going to happen though, right? Because that's the only reason why any of, like you read headlines. I think I saw one the other day. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I, I remembered my internal visceral reaction of like, why do you guys all keep doing this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They didn't make Terminator 1, Terminator 2, iRobot, and you know, every other fucking robot movie for nothing. Like, hello? And then, you know, this is going to happen, and everybody's going to be like, oh, my God, we couldn't believe it. What do you mean you couldn't fucking believe it? Yeah, right. We couldn't see this coming. What? There's 40 years of uh, movie history telling you about this. We shouldn't have played God. No shit. Yeah. We've been telling you this, but Harvard had to keep making those stupid robots that, like, could anticipate swinging bats at them. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for one of those live feed videos where one of these MIT Harvard nerds is in the middle of Cambridge on a cobblestone street testing out the robot. And, like, as it's doing a they command, like, kick like, step, it over or something. Yeah, that's what they try, right? So, like, as he's, like, stepping up a, a step and they swing a bat at it, instead of, like, just ducking, it's going to, like, yeah, it's going to grab the bat, yeah. just snap it in half, and then rip the guy's arms out and just beat him to death with his own arms. Yeah. And be like, oh, here it is. Yeah, we should have saw this coming. The reckoning is now here. This is, uh, we knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I'm oh, sure there's a standing hell. force at uh, uh, Harvard and Yale of a bunch of nerds with their Ben Franklin bifocals to push up. Yeah. So, All because people couldn't be bothered to drive their own cars. Yep. Yep. Right. <laughs> we got to make this easier. You guys wanted your uh, alarm triggered coffee pots. This all started here. Yeah. You couldn't just, couldn't just. Perk. Could just make Could your just coffee. perk your coffee. Yeah. Right? Fire, like metal. Even. Yeah, you just boil the beans. It's fine. Oh, goodness. Anyways, that's yeah, something I'm to just keep in, keep in the back of your mind as BattleBots Season 48 continues. It's like a, a look into our life. It's like looking through the, the looking glass, right? I mean, start getting uh, um, some uh, tape on your enemies, on your opponents. We, we're going to need it. Start studying their weakness. Maybe I'll be preemptive when I feel like the robot takeover is coming. I'm just going to install my own asshole flamethrower. See, I think it, I think that's the best way to do it, right? I'll be like one of their... What would they call us, right? There's a lot of bad words throughout history for the people that side with their oppressors. So mm. We're not going to go through naming any of them because nope. they're all wildly offensive. Uh, but I... I will pander to my uh, Skynet overlords, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and hopefully they like my own asshole flamethrower that I installed nicer than they Gen would. And hopefully gently, they don't gently, yes, yes, with care and precision, rather than they're you know hacking one into me. Brute force mentality. Yeah. Hopefully that works. I can get on their side. I think it will. Man, I think like all the fun would be gone. Like there wouldn't be anything cool. Right? You'd just yeah. be misery, pain. Yeah, I That's mean, it. I don't know how you sit down anymore. You don't. Maybe you just hope that you... And what would the worst part be? Farting. Like they... Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Catch your whole ass on fire. Yes. Um, I guess I mean, like, what if it went even further and you couldn't just die? Because they're like, well, look, we invested too much into this. Mm. Let's just reprogram him and bring him back to life. Yeah, right. You're you're too and now. You're sunk too much money in this investment. You're what's his name? Uh, getting your liver pecked out on a rock for all of eternity. One whatever of the that, titans. Whatever that Greek asshole was. Yeah. Well, that that suffice to say that I'm now paranoid and wildly depressed mm -hmm. because it's not a matter of if; it's more a, of a matter of when. Yeah, I think we can all agree. However, what I'm most looking forward to, not that, is um, streaming movies. Is you know, There's a streaming service for everything. We've talked about that a lot. We talked about uh, the ending life cycle, it possibly seems, of the movie theater. Indeed. A little, uh, little closer to it, or at least a different version of it, as HBO Max has come out and partnered with Warner Brothers to take their entire 2021 catalog of movies, it's like 17 of them, and release them simultaneously on their release in theater date mm -hmm. onto the streaming service. Which, mind you, these are like 
heavy hitters like the Dune remake, um, Matrix Four. Lin Manuel Miranda has his adaptation of In the Heights, and uh, um, the Many Saints of Newark, which is The Sopranos. I believe it's a prequel movie. Like those are like some of the headlines. So these aren't just like stupid like rom coms and like oh maybe there's a this or that in there. I mean these are like the only thing that's missing from that list is the new Bond film, which is not a Warner Brothers show. Paramount, I believe. But I kind of like I don't know. I caught myself because you know cool. I don't have to wait for these movies longer than I normally would because I'm not so certain that once the local you know cinemark is open mm-hmm. i'm going to be rushing in to see movies i'm not certain before all this nonsense happened that i was rushing to the local cinemark to go see the movies exactly you know we had our own disdain for it but now it's like okay well i'm waiting for bond to come out do i go see it i want to see dune i want to see it in the theaters but mm-hmm. like how long am i going to wait until i'm like all right i can go see it and so it made me kind of think, though, like, gosh, I had some, like, weird seminal moments in my life that happened in a movie theater, like, or at, like on the grounds, like, just the weirdest things, right? Went and saw, um, I, what was it? It was uh, The Omen, and it was on June 6th of 2006, right? So 666. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was packed place, and... Something weird happened, and then I was there with some friends. I just got off work, and like some like younger kid, like some like twelve, thirteen year old kid, you know, omen age. Yeah, I was wearing like a wife beater and something. I don't know. And he had like winter, fall, winter gloves on, like they were BMX riding gloves. I don't know. It was really weird. And someone said like someone we were with, or he said something. To us. Anyways, something happened. And next thing you know, he like pulls out what we thought was a gun. It turned out to be like a cap gun. But it was like a moment in life. I'm like, oh my god, am I gonna get killed by a 12 year old in, in a wife beater and a BMX. wife beater and like blue like velvet basketball shorts? Oh, so weird. So I weird. mean, knowing where we live and grow up in the Metro Detroit area, that is not outside of the realm of possibility. I wouldn't have been the first person to be killed by someone described like that. Probably not. No, you know, we would have put that on, on the local news, you know, look out for this person. Everyone like, man, he lives down the street. Everybody would have said right. that. Right. Can you make it more specific? Yeah. But one of the, I feel like I had a coming of age moment in the movies. Uh, this isn't like your typical TV where we got frisky in the back row. So, I was probably like 11 or 12 when The Phantom Menace came out. I think I was about that age. And I went with my buddy who I grew up with from preschool, lived, uh, him and his family, we went. And I remember like 30 minutes into it, I had to I had to take a piss. Yeah. I'm not going to get up. So I'm like, oh my God, you know, and the movie's longer than hell. So I go and I peed for like, I don't know, like a minute and a half mm-hmm. for like a kid. That's forever. Yeah. Right? That's the entire movie. And so what people don't understand is like that was like a coming of age thing because like when women when women uh go through puberty and their hips get wider to bear children many people don't know this but with guys their bladders at some point expand so that they can pee only when they have to refill their cars up on long road trips mm-hmm. and they don't have to make extra stops. Correct. So like that happened to me in a movie theater, right? I made that jump from like tinkle tinkle, I'm a kid when I go to pee to like my legs are getting tired and I have to put right. my hand on the wall to support myself kind exactly. of Exactly. That happened in a theater. So it's like bittersweet for me. Yeah, and but it was the only time you had to go and you went and you got another thirty two ounce soda and you were able to keep it loaded up till the end of the movie and you had another one of those experiences right at exactly. the end. Exactly. I'll tell you another thing, sticking with the bathroom idea with with especially at our local uh, uh, MJR theater that we always go to. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen more urinals in one location that also are never being used at any time than that MGR, M- MJR uh, theater. Like you could go to a sporting event and they don't have that many urinals that, you know, there's 20,000 people here. Right. There's maybe 200 people in this building and you have a wall that has probably 20 urinals lying The worst on. was like... Uh... 
if if it was packed and you had to go to like one of the last two that overlapped in front of the stalls and there was yep. only like a small like pass behind you while you're peeing for someone to get to the stalls. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it was like a violation of privacy you're, you're every too fucking close, time. Too dude. close. Yeah. Or you're so you're making this long walk, which feels like twenty seconds. A we're losing time because the movie's either about to start or I'm in the movie right now. B, by the time you're halfway down this unending line of urinals this to get to the corridor. last one three of them have now opened have up behind opened. me right. and there's no going back to those now i have to complete the journey to the end movie theaters are fucking wild if you think about it that whole place is like its own fucking habitat mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right so like you walk in and it's like the homeowners association building right you know here i am and everything's nice and there's someone to greet you and then you know, you've got all different walks of life there, right? So mm-hmm. everybody's at the, you know, the snack counter, right? But then you got the arcade over here. And then you've got the bar over there for the, you know, the, and like, you remember the feeling when you had a show that was in theater one or two or oh, you were. 11 or 12. So like on ours, it was split, right? Yeah. But if you had one of those, Top you felt dog. like... Yeah, you were highbrow, right? Mm-hmm. Then on when the other end, if you had like nineteen or twenty, relegated you were the, to the back. Get the yeah, fuck. you were. It was the a poor maze. People. It was a maze of hallways just to get back to the correct. You got lost on your way to the bathroom. Coming back, you were just wandering the halls at this point. Yeah, so you're giving your tickets, right? So maybe you you got your your movie. You know, nothing looked good, so you got one of the older ones, and so you're handing your you're in theater nineteen. Like you're some kind of Ann Poor, mm-hmm. you hand your ticket to the guy, and there, maybe there's a cute girl next to you, and of course she's got theater one. Yep, right. As you know, daddy's daddy dropped her off in the you know in the in the Mercedes, mm-hmm. she's got theater one, and the ticket guy's like, all right, your theater, you know, theater twenty. Like, can you keep it like, down? Keep it fucking down, voice. man. Jeez, you it's like telling block. you your bank got or your bank card got declined at the store. It's like, right. man, this is between you and me, man. Keep I it know down. I'm in theater twenty, but did you have to yell? Yeah, jeez. I know the screen is the size of a laptop screen. Just, just come on, <laughs> right? Come on. Yeah. No, I, I understand. I have to go out the back door into the the other smaller building to see my movie. There's a shed out back. I have to go to. It's fine. Just. Just rip the ticket. Just give it back. Come and on. those back wings were always so weird. Like you would walk and like you just, there's like, you know, there's hundreds and thousands of people in this place and there's so many people behind you, but there's like something, some kind of like audio vortex mm-hmm. that is down those hallways. So like you look back and you see all the people, but you're like, I can't hear any of them. So quiet. I'm only like 300 feet away. Yeah. And then you got to turn, right? And it's just, it's like. It's like I was in The Shining, yep. right? When you turn down the hallway and you're like, this looks like the same building, but I don't feel like mm-hmm. I'm in the same building anymore just because I turned this corner. And so those hallways are always empty when you turn that corner. But on the off Unless chance, there's that there's one that random w- guy sweeping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, and you're like, right what are me. you doing down here, brother? I've swept these corridors <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> don't get there's many some- visitors down this way now. <laughs> Right. Oh, come this way. I'll show you right to your seat. Yeah, right. You'll be all by yourself. (laughs) You've been the bartender here for a long time, sir. (laughs) That's what I fucking feel like. Oh, I don't know. I mean, whatever. I mean, I mean, those memories are. I don't know if they're good or great or probably none of the above, but they're there. I gave someone a memory at a theater i was dating a girl and she wanted to see the new halloween remake and we talked about this in our halloween not a big fan of the scary movie i just don't like being startled i don't Mm -hmm. like it i can't stand it and in this one like whatever something happened and i was not ready for it and i about put my fucking foot through the back of the chair in front of me yeah i don't mean like my legs swung up no the sole of my foot, I reared back and I just like horse kicked it mm-hmm. and just screamed, fuck, like, <laughs> as loud as I could. I didn't mean to, but it was like, the rest I of have, the like crowd turns back and I either, looks at you. Yeah, I either punch or kick. So I don't do haunted houses, right? Because 
It's like an involuntary reflex. Yeah, you're laid if you get out. me that good, something happens. And that girl got jostled in her seat. But I don't know. I'm I'm excited for these to come out. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. You know, I'm surprised it took this long. I mean, we had a couple that were released here and there, like Greyhound was released to Apple TV, Tom Hanks in the World War II, whatever. Yeah, yeah Mulan went out to Disney Plus, but that's kind of an insider trading yeah. thing, I guess. So um, it's not. But I, I was expecting this to happen at some point. Maybe not an entire uh, studio's um, 2021 selection being released. That's that's interesting. Um, we can just fucking get. James Bond. I, I swear, swear to God, if they did, if they oh. delay that one more time, I'm I'm throwing a Molotov at somebody. I don't know what I'll be able. I don't know if I'll be able to withstand it. Well, it's been a full but year since it was supposed to have been released. I saw I saw a thing on Facebook. I saw a thing on Facebook the other day, and it was the first trailer released, and it was yeah. like one year ago. To, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> just oh, ended already. You have to remind me. So this is actually a perfect segue. Unplanned, and it is perfect. But it's going to take a little bit to get there. So I saw this article uh, earlier today that was um, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, RCMPs, uh, arrested uh, the, if not the highest, one of the highest um intelligence officials uh of the RCMP um so they they basically it was like they arrested the head of the CIA basically is what okay. happened or the head of the FBI right this is who they arrested um and so there's this story about a professional gambler in the US who is an FBI informant who got got uh asked by a former uh NFL athlete or football athlete to go to Australia with a hundred or one and a half million pounds or dollars and go, you know, he was going to buy him into this underground game or whatever. And he was like, that sounds a little fishy. Maybe I'm not going to do this. So he tells the cops, FBI, they search the athlete's house. They find a cell phone and anything. It links back to this guy selling state secrets for Canada oh. to a private firm. And this whole firm sells encrypted phones to business people who need their stuff encrypted. But really, it turns out they were only selling it to, like, the Sinaloa cartel and shit like that, Jeez. So that story is pretty crazy in and of itself. But what it got me thinking about is is intelligence, state secrets, and Canada. And I thought, what does the Canadian James Bond look like? And what does he do? It's Dudley Do-Right, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, they already made a movie about that. I mean, like, I, I was trying to sit and think, and I was like, okay, he doesn't have to dress funny, I guess. He can still wear a suit. They're pretty civilized up north. But, like, is he, like, what are the missions, right? Is he infiltrating a maple syrup mafioso trafficking gang? Right, some some black market fur traders. Yeah, is he hunting down a, a, a hunting party in in Manitoba who are selling antlers at too high a price? Right. I, what, what's the cereal litterers? Yeah, what's the gig here? I, I don't understand it. <laughs> so do you do you remember the movie Canadian Bacon? I do. With John Candy, so that's like their their uh, their crack uh, team. I forget what they call them, but the guys in black and they're just like running through the forest and like mm-hmm. one guy twists his ankle and he goes back he's like i'm fine man just help me up and he like shoots him in the fucking head <laughs> <laughs> just kills him on the spot oh my gosh so it's weird i've spent some time in canada not the throes of canada if you will but just like the greater toronto area for work yeah and every time i go i just i pay attention when i'm out to eat at how often Everyone does, in fact, say sorry. It is like it is a stereotype that is bang on. Now, they may not be completely apologizing, but they use the word sorry more than uh, yeah, anyone. It's, 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 it's insane. Like us in the Midwest are ope. Yeah, oh, ope. I'm gonna squeeze right past you here. But that's uh, I'll sit there and like we'll talk, and you know, I mean, hey, sorry, but you know. 
or you know, ask for something. Yeah, no problem. No, I forgot to give you a straw. Oh, sorry about that. Like, you, don't, you don't have yeah. to. You don't like. I feel like they almost know I'm an American because of so the they, lack of the sorry. Or they know I'm an American, and so they like play up a bit. Like, let's fucking weird this guy out. Yeah, sorry. I mean, sorry. I, I was out there for. I was in Toronto for I don't know a week or so, and that was something that I wanted to keep tabs on. I was like, I, I don't understand. That and I was looking for a boots, a lot of a boots. Sorry's the biggest one. A boots, not so much, but sorry. Ah, no, sorry. But, but a boots are kind of like a um, like a, go- a gold pot at the end of a rainbow. When you catch one, you're like, oh, that was nice. Yeah, that was it nice. Just hits you right where right where <laughs> it counts. Well, and so with that, are, so James Bond, a master of disguise, is he compromised by a sorry or in a boot if it slips out? I mean, I'm sure he's he's waterboarded to get that uh, out of his uh, uh, repertoire. Well, but the weird thing is James Bond isn't a master of disguise. James James Bond is the... Uh, In fact, he's quite the opposite, I suppose. The, exactly. He's the antithesis. I mean, the idea and why James Bond is so ridiculous is he gives everyone his fucking name. Mm. What an odd spy. You've literally told me who you are. Yeah, he's not a very good double agent when they know that he's only when he they know he's an agent. He's never not, double agent, I don't think. Like No. Y- you look at uh well, um in Skyfall when he goes to the casino in Macau and he like walks up mm-hmm. and shows like here are all these chips I got from killing your homeboy. Yeah. Can I please <laughs> Here I am everyone. Yeah. So what would the Canadian one? I mean he's Is he wearing? So I guess we have to. We understand what British James Bond wears. What does Canadian James Bond wear? Does he wear the Canadian tuxedo, the denim and denim, or is he well, a the flannel fir- guy? The first thing that came to my mind, and now I, I have no reason for this and no explanation, but the first thing that came to my mind was like, remember back in like any '90s sitcom. When uh, someone would go to prom or homecoming and they'd borrow their dad's or uncle's or grandpa's old suit and it was like light sky blue with the white ruffled shirt. Yep. That that was the first thing that popped in my head was a full weird ruffled shirt, blue tuxedo thing that he just that's shows his, that's up. That's his formal attire. Yeah, huh? this is dinner party type shit right here. Huh. So I'm having, I guess, I guess we have to pick, let's build this James Bond story of Canada. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be from, oh gosh, man. He's from like Labrador, right? He's almost not Canadian, mm-hmm. right? So he's like all the way out there and he's, he's Newfoundland, right? I mean, he's just like this own little sector. Yeah, he's got an island. Doesn't right? have Skyfall, but he's got his own yeah. little island that he lives on. And then you drop him into... uh like the big city, mm-hmm. right? Toronto, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, you know, mm-hmm. right? And how does how does this Newfoundland or this Labrador? How does this guy kick on, right? Mm-hmm. And I just keep thinking back to it was a joke from a comedian named Jeremy Hotz, and he talks about like some some guy's plot to kill the prime minister of Canada at the time or, or someone. And the guy like gets into the house or whatever. And he talks about how he got in. And, and the, the part of the joke goes, he must've been on his tippy toes because of uh snidely whiplash, mm-hmm. snidely whiplash. I believe it was the bad guy from, um, um, Oh my God. Why did, how did I lose it? We're gonna have to cut this. The bad guy from Dudley Do Right, right? He's always walking on his fucking tippy yeah, toes. Yeah, and that, and the, yeah. yeah. So that thought in my fucking head when he gives that joke, he's like, "How he got past the crack RCMP squad? Mm-hmm. He must have been on his tippy toes because <laughs> because this crack RCMP. That's all that it mattered, right? You just walk right behind yep. him. Ding, and ding, that's ding, all you got to do. Be on your tiptoes." But so what? What did this guy get? So run it by again. So he was selling encrypted phones. Well, no. So that was the company for which the the uh, state secrets were being sold to. The owner and founder of this company who sells encrypted encrypted phones with its own encrypted software for private messaging and texting and calls and such. 
the, the that guy whose company who that's what they do the head of intelligence for the RCMP uh was selling some sort of secrets to him. Now, I doubt it was like military oh. operations, but they did say there were operational secrets that were compromised. So that's where the, Jan- the Canadian James Bond is. Maybe he was compromised in this whole situation and needs to be recalled back. I mean, this okay. is basically the plot of Skyfall, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got the list of names. He's going to start. Yeah. What is the what is MI6 in Canada? What's the name of that? Well, so they have it, uh, NICC is the acronym. Let me get the actual, uh, National Intelligence Coordination Center, NICC. Now, I don't know if that's equivalent, but that's what they have listed hmm. here. What What's concerning to me now is that there is a French-speaking Newfoundlander over in Macau somewhere wearing a blue tuxedo with a white ruffled shirt just sitting right. down to his prune juice and vodka drink that is shaken over ice. And is about to get a fork, a, 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 a shrimp fork to the back of the neck. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, he's sitting there in his denim outfit. It's mm-hmm. just, just, that's what he wears. And it's like, they, you know, so all the gadgets Bond gets. They're like, oh man, it's like flame retardant this. And blah, blah. He's like, this is double plated denim. Right? <laughs> Nothing's getting through this. <laughs> you can't stand it. There's no way. There's no way. He's like rolling up and like some like 1988 Silverado. Mhm. Oh man. Like what can I get for you sir? He's at his cocktail bar. You got any You got any bush light? How's you, you guys got any Molson back there? Any Strohs? <laughs> what do you mean you don't have Labatt? What kind of fucking place is this? Oh sorry about that. Sorry. Sorry, didn't little, mean to I get, get a little, get a little over. When people don't have away. the bats. I get a little, I get a little sauced, a little upset. Man. Yeah, he's just gallivanting around, wooing women at the corner store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the night shift at the Seven Eleven. Walking out with his case of non-alcoholic uh, labats. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I need to. I need to like reach out to a graphic artist and just. We'll get real drunk one night and mm-hmm. we'll just describe who this person is. And I want them to then lock themselves in a cabin in Newfoundland and become this person and yeah. then draw who he is. Yeah. And I want to see this this Canadian James Bond we have created. I like it. I think we need to do this. <laughs> also, I do want to. I want to read you this quote, and and really, the quote is nothing crazy. It, it's it's the uh, who is credited with with the quote and and how they're described. So, for operational reasons and the privacy of our undercover operators, we must decline your request for an interview. The Mounties responded. So, like that was all super serious and sounded important. <laughs> and then when you finish it with the Mounties, the Mounties responded, responded. <laughs> like that, all of that goes out the window. You have you got a big red nose on. Like you guys are all making fun of games, right? You guys are just having fun with us right now. You're the not Mounties this, responded. There's no the, way that your police organization A is named the Mounties and B has any operational assets in the field that isn't in the forests of Manitoba. I mean, I mean it, they are the Mounties. They're the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. I mean, back to back to Canadian Bacon, the part where they they break into the jail to find the the fourth of their group. And there's like. There's like three people in this like, you know, old timey, like Western style sheriff's office with mm-hmm. three jail cells. He's like, this man was arrested for being in too many bad moods. This man was arrested for littering. And then there's like a businessman. He's like, this man was arrested for purchasing the competitor, comp- or the competitor company of his own, merging it with his and firing all the employees. <laughs> then he grabs like a taser. He's like... Back up, you fucking animal. <laughs> like, that's the worst <laughs> thing that could ever happen in the Canadian society. I mean, I don't know that mounted police could handle anything other. I mean, when, when you're called the Mounties, I don't know how much uh, hard-hitting uh, police work can be done. I mean, no no shame to our, uh, our friends up north, but just come up with a better name, right? Mounties? I wish I could think of our cops as Mounties. Right? Yeah. Instead of... Okay. 
I mean, that'd be more fun. I'd have more fun with that. I love it. Excuse me, Mountie, sir. Mr. Mountie, Mounted, Mountain, sir, sirs. Excuse me, excuse me. I've locked my, uh, locked my keys in my car. It's a four alarm fire and I got horses surrounding me. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm not feeling well. Can you mount my car and take me to the, uh, uh, closest hospital? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh gosh. I love Canadians. I love it. They are an, uh, an interesting group of people. With their now own I want, doing now I want Molson. That doesn't sound too bad, does it? No, it doesn't. A nice Reminds me of the Joe Louis Arena. They used to always have it. I'll say, when I went to Toronto, that was it wasn't scarce. Every bar had it, but I drank it so much. That and Heineken, because I couldn't get any American domestic beer except for the odd place. They would have like Miller Lite or Budweiser or something. I drank so much Molson and so much Heineken. I was like, I can't. I don't want. This is they're, they're too rich. Too rich. I got to go back to my light beers. <laughs> There's yeah, too your, much going on here. Your arteries and your veins weren't ready for all that. Um, no. Yeah, I could never find Miller Lite there. Bud Light was mm-hmm. always there, but they always had Carlsberg. Everywhere I go in Canada, they have Carlsberg. Mm-hmm. That so is, they have PBR there too a lot. It's always the go-to domestic American beer. It's weird when you go places and there's different drinks. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like so Yingling is made here in, Pen- well, Pennsylvania. in Pennsylvania. And you can get it fucking everywhere else in the Midwest except for fucking Michigan. Mm-hmm. Every About once a year I hear a report going, they're going to bring Yingling to Michigan. I'm like, first thing, I don't know how you haven't done it yet. Second thing, I always fall for because I love Yingling. I was like, Come on, let's do when it. I, when I lived in Boston, one of the coolest things was every single bar had PBR. And so while my buddy Dan, who I moved out there with, you know, is running up a tab with, you know, nothing crazy, but, you know, like a Blue Moon or a Sam Adams or this and that. Mm-hmm. Every bar has PBR on draft for like two, three bucks a pint yep. in the city. So we drink the same, but I'm like a third of his fucking cost. Exactly. Oh, it was outstanding. It's the joy. I miss that city. Miss it. Miss it a bunch. Man, well, we are, are you just, gonna? Are yeah, you gonna, I, I think we're full of uh, uh, very good segues here. Let me guess. Let me this. guess. It's a boilermaker. <sighs> that would have been the appropriate cocktail for this. It would have been, but it's not. But so with that, we are going to transition into cocktail hour here. Um, so a drink that we have today. Uh, it's a simple drink. It's about four ingredients with a garnish, as most of them tend to be, I suppose. It's an old drink. It's a precursor to uh, the dry martini of today. Um, It's called the Martinez. Um, It can be found as early as like 1860-something, first written down in like 1884 or something rather. Um, And so basically it is equal parts gin of your choice, although London dry gin tends to be... uh, places that you'll see it a lot or this drink is used a lot um so dry gin uh and then equal parts to that uh with sweet vermouth and then about three quarter rounds of maraschino maraschino uh liqueur for added sweetness and a little citrus flavor and then a couple dashes of angostura bitters stirred over rocks and then poured into a chilled coupe glass or cocktail glass with a twist of orange peel on it and then dropped in. Yeah, so obviously we're on remote still, so we we aren't crafting and creating Alex's sweet sounds of his bartending, uh, mm. aren't gracing the airways. But so through the week, you know, we plan ahead. Uh, and I came over to his place, and he whipped one of these up. And so, like he said, there's a lot of similarities between the martini. Uh, it also looks more like a Manhattan. Mm-hmm. It's a darker one. Sweet vermouth. It's got a bit more of a a heaviness to it than the martini does. Um, I gave it a six. If we gave half marks, it probably would have got a six and a half. Um, And I think it got a six because it wasn't that I didn't like it. I just, I didn't prefer the, the gin mixed with the like the i don't say heaviness isn't the right word but the the fuller body of it with you know the sweet vermouth and Mm. the maraschino like i just it seemed almost that it wasn't a gin drink 
You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Which is, it makes sense when you hear that it, you know, was prior to the dry martini. So like, Mm -hmm. in my mind, if you were to give me the martinez first, and I'm like, well, what can I do better? I would have landed at the dry martini. Yeah. I mean, basically you just swap out the sweet vermouth for dry vermouth and then just drop the maraschino all entirely and boom. Correct. And so it makes, it makes it a, it makes sense in my mind, right? That it, like the progression of it, right? Mm-hmm. Cause that's, that's what I would have done. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's basically a Manhattan and a, a dry martini mix. I mean, the Manhattan was predated the Martinez or was around the same time. So you can see that kind of cousin relationship. Basically they just changed gin out for, uh, uh, for the whiskey and then added the maraschino, but, and it might be preference with me. I mean, with gin for me, uh, I know tonic has tons of carbs in it, but it's not an overtly sweet thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I prefer the citrus and the additional tart to the bitter that is the gin. Mm-hmm. I don't prefer the sweetness. Like I don't like ones that have like simple syrup in it. Like. I can like them, but if I had to choose, mm-hmm. you know, I'd have a martini, I'd have a G&T with just the citrus. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the lighter the gin drink is in like its flavor, the better mm-hmm. it is for me. That's how I feel about gin. I, can like, I want that. it to be like really light. And that, again, might just be a personal preference. But so a six, like I said, if we gave half marks, it'd probably get a six and a half, but we don't. We give full Wimbledon Woodies, so six Wimbledon Woodies. Yeah. All right. Well, it is the uh, second round, moving on to the second round of the Garage Time Christmas movie face-off. So we we revealed the bracket last week, and we put up the opening round matchups onto uh twitter and or uh onto instagram and facebook provided the polls in the story you guys voted you guys are the ones that are steering this ship this isn't mm-hmm. us telling you you guys are gonna be the voice of reason we hope right so i'm gonna run through i want to give you the the results of our first round matchup and so we're gonna start top left just like we did on the reveal Home Alone, no surprise here. Maybe a little, uh, but they got 100%. Clean sweep over Bad Santa. Now, doesn't surprise me that they won in a landslide. I thought there would have been someone that would have just loved the debauchery or something. Mm -hmm. But Home Alone, too too good of a a matchup or a a, uh, contender there. I mean, definitely the perfect one seed, I think, for that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to take a lot, I think. Is it's fair to say to un to you know to I don't even want to say dethrone, but to unseat them from that one spot. Yeah. Moving down, um, Elf beat Scrooge, eighty six percent of the vote for Elf. Um, probably about exactly where we thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was there were some old heads that went in there and went back to the Bill Murray and Scrooge. Which I thought we were going to get with Bad Santa as well, but uh, at least they showed out for. for exactly. Mm. Um, down to the lower left-hand bracket, uh, Grinch tops the Muppets, 71% of the vote to 29%. And an aside, this one was a clear choice for me. However, I didn't enjoy voting for just one. I love the Muppets. I don't know why, but I absolutely love that movie. Uh, well, so I'll say I'm glad that this vote came out this way and that this vote is over because now I, I can know, say that I, I can't know. stand the Muppets. I don't care for the Christmas movie. I don't care for any Muppets uh, interaction. Well, I feel sad for you. Yeah, well, I'm a sad man. So Now closing out the bottom left-hand bracket, we have our first upset seed-wise. Uh, the Miracle on 34th Street, the original, was our two-seed up against the Polar Express. The Polar Express tops it at 64% of the vote to Miracles 36. Mm-hmm. This was a difficult one for me because I love the Miracle on 34th Street. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, but I really like the Polar Express too because I'm now a dad with kids. It's one of those ones that's like not overtly, uh, like not over the top comedy. 
Yeah. Where like if you watch it too much, you're like, okay, now this isn't funny, and that's mm-hmm. why I watch it because it's funny. Like that is such a down the middle of the road like kids movie. If you yeah. can get past the dead soulless eyes in it, not great animation there, no. <laughs> Not great. It's easy to watch. Yeah, um, I mean Tom Hanks is fantastic. Uh, him as the conductor and Santa and the whole bit. Everybody else, in it, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. All right, we're going up to the top right now. Christmas Story is our one seat on this side uh, or up in this corner. It took on Die Hard. Christmas Story uh, prevails, maybe a little closer i mean it wasn't close but maybe a little closer than some people might project they had 75 percent of the vote die hard with 25 figured die hard was going to get some pardon the pun die hard fans uh, yeah that were going to show out for it but i didn't i don't think there was ever a, a worry that uh, uh christmas story wasn't going to win there i think it's one of those in the sports world uh, you're expected to win the game, and you're going to win the game. The only thing you can do is not look good doing it, and that's right. how that's what a loss looks like to you. It's like a opening round game between like Mercer and Duke, where Mercer jumps out to like a thirteen to three lead before mm-hmm. the first timeout, and then Duke just you know pummels Trounces, them. Yeah. Right. All right. So moving down to the two three matchup, Home Alone two against A Wonderful Life. Home Alone two runs away with it, eighty nine percent to the eleven percent of Wonderful Life. Don't think there's any uh, any big surprises there. No, I don't think so either. Um, Christmas Vacation is the final one seed, and it was taking on uh, Christmas with the Cranks. Christmas Vacation wins seventy eight percent to Christmas with the Cranks twenty two percent. I see. I thought. I, I actually thought Christmas with the Cranks might have got a little bit more, maybe up into the 30s, maybe touch the 40s. I mean, I never thought they would un- unseat Christmas Vacation, um, but I'm a little surprised how low that ended up. I'm I'm the opposite. I'm surprised it got any play, and maybe really? it's. I, it's hard because I can't say recency bias because it's old enough to mm-hmm. be out of sight out of mind you know it's not exactly making the rounds on primetime amc during the holidays so i was surprised it got what it did uh so rounding out our bracket our first round uh the santa claus with tim allen takes on uh old bing crosby's white christmas 78 mm-hmm. percent to the santa claus 22 percent to white christmas so I don't think any any uh, any big surprise there. Kind of like we said, there's probably the purists who you know were forced to watch it every Christmas at Grandma's house, and mm-hmm. whether they wanted to vote against it or not, their social programming and conditioning would not allow them. Correct. So looking forward, we're going to put out another graphic for you this week. With the new uh, the new bracket and the new matchups, which will be as follows. So we had almost all chalk in that first round, except for Polar Express over Miracle on 34th Street. Now you're going to start getting into some actual choices to mm-hmm. make here. We got a couple of good matchups. Um, we got two in particular. I so, think the first one is going to be a heavy hitter. Right, right out of the gate. Um, it's going to really... It's going to make, I think I know which way it's going to go, but I don't think a lot of people are going to enjoy voting for it. Mm-hmm. Whichever mm-hmm. way they vote, I don't think they're going to like it. And so that yeah. first matchup is the one two matchup in the upper left hand. Uh, Home Alone takes on Elf. So again, this is a, you know, pick a child kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's really what it feels like at this point. I mean, we grew up with both of these movies. They're both fantastic movies. Some of our favorite uh, holiday movies. I mean, I know I'm going to struggle with thinking it's about just this close your eyes and pull the trigger, right? Yeah, just, yeah. you gotta, you gotta do it. So don't think about it. Just make the decision yeah. and, and do it. So bottom left, uh, the Grinch is taking on polar express. Um, not as not as uh, gut wrenching. I don't anticipate as the first matchup, but Polar Express performed reasonably well. That may mm-hmm. have been just a matter of who it was matched up with and people not caring. For it might have been. Although on my on my timelines throughout this holiday season and most holiday seasons, I see a growing number of of Polar Express diehard fans that I never really knew existed that that are coming coming to the surface. So we'll see if that 
that plays anything here. It's probably those dead eyes in the characters. It's like some kind of like a hypnotic some like, trance yeah, thing. Some like you know, earworm or like mind bug they're Manchurian candidate where they say over, the right. Yeah. Yep. Over decades of just programming, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, people, agents are starting to be awakened now. Yep, Every I time think. the hot chocolate song is played, like it winds your like time bomb inside your head closer mm-hmm. and closer to just going completely off the rails. Well, if, if, if that's, if, if this whole thing was a long con to throw off our, uh, our sweet 16 and now elite eight, uh, Christmas movie selection that we'll was find out. We'll find out. Well in this round. played. So we're going to move up to the upper right hand. Uh, Christmas story takes on home alone too. So this will be, I think another one that, some people may struggle on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be interested to see where this goes. Everybody loves Christmas story. It's on for, you know, 78 hours in a row and mm-hmm. whatever. And, and yada, yada. Uh, but home alone two, we talked about it last week. That's one of those sequels that can be in the discussion for as good as some people might even prefer it over an original, like a Terminator yeah. two kind of thing. You have all the original characters with some improved um, B-roll characters that really Mm -hmm. uh, give it a bit more comedic value. Hell, there's even a president in it, apparently. Yes, there is. So, well, it depends. If you watch it on network TV, there might not be. They've blocked him out on a couple of them. Have they? Interesting. He was not happy about it. Um, Okay, getting off that. We're going to finish it off. With the uh, battle of, I guess this is the second round battle of doofus dads. Mm-hmm. Not as much as, as the Cranks was, but Christmas Vacation and the Santa Claus. I think this is going to be an interesting one. I think this one will really pull out. Uh, I think it uh, if we have a, If we have a lot of old hats in here, and that's yep. a pejorative term I'm using it as. Uh, or if we're a little little more... Uh, my gen, you know, a couple, 10 years later or something. I don't know. This is going to be an interesting one. Because I think the, no matter what, we love the movies. But it's about which one holds that number one spot. One has to go, made. right? One has to yeah. go. And the funny thing about the Santa Claus is there's some, especially at the beginning, there's some serious, like, Tim Allen lines. Like the part mm-hmm. where where he's, he's uh, in the sleigh and they're they're flying and whatever. I think it's at the very beginning before he goes to the first house and they're like on the road. He looks over and there's like a box truck driver. Tim Allen goes, so if I say straight on this, I'll run into 94, right? <laughs> and it's just that like stupid, like dad joke humor. That's yeah. like sprinkled While he's sitting it. in a, on a sleigh with reindeer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he comes out when the dogs were barking at him and he goes, what was the kid goes? Charlie goes, what was it like that? He goes, it felt like an episode of America's most wanted. Like, I'm not gonna lie. That's the. It's got plenty of good ones in there. It gets yeah. me. But we'll we'll see. So, so again, those are those are the matchups. So we'll, we'll keep the same pace. We'll put out the um, we'll put out the graphic tomorrow. We'll have the existing the original bracket with your losers crossed out, and then mm-hmm. the first picture on the post will be your new bracket. Um, and then. What is it tonight? Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So this will happen Wednesday. So Friday will I think we'll release. Let's let's do it Thursday. Okay. Thursday and Saturday. We were a day late last week because we recorded a day late. So let's do Thursday and Saturday, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll be on to the final four next week. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So you'll you'll have two two selections to make on on Thursday and then two on Saturday. Um, and we're going to get, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. I mean, it, it's coming hot and fast. Mm-hmm. So you still, there's still maybe plenty of you that see this and goes, I, you know, I know who I'm picking. I know who I'm picking, but pretty sure, uh, pretty sure there's going to be some difficult choices to make. I think it's just a real testament to what the selection committee did, you know, you only had one upset in the first round, which, you know, some people like upsets, but, you know, something like this, I mean, chalk can be a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it really shows how, how well the seeding was done. 
uh, with the movies that were uh, allowed entrance to this. Agreed. I'll be interested to see what the margins are on victory on some of these. I imagine they're going to be quite tight on a few of these, and, yeah. and I, I'm hoping so. I hope we have some good games here, um, something to look forward to. You know, it, it gets a little, a little tougher when when you open the story and it's sitting in front of you on a time delay or you hold yeah, your thumb on the screen it. and you stare at it and you go yeah. well I knew I thought I was going to pick this one that this entire time but now now that the moment is here will you That's take right. a shot or will you let it slip exactly oh, great one there marshall yeah thank you. I love it I love it I'm inspired now I feel like you just read more uh motivational posters to me did you end up buying that motivational poster that uh, you said you were going to not yet. Okay. Because I'm kicking around say, some I, ideas. For I don't people. see it behind you. I don't see it no, behind you. No, no. Because if I did buy it, I was going to hang it up. But at minimum, once we start sorting out our, our garage time studios, which will, of course, be most likely in your garage, um, we'll, we'll get some. Once we deck it out, I think we're going to have to buy at least the Excellence one and frame it and put it up. Um, just, I'm just, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it like screened onto my garage door panel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on the inside. So the whole fucking garage door, this giant bald eagle with some quote about whatever the hell it said. Excellence. Excellence. I know, no, I, but you I know, don't know what the quote was about. Yeah, no. I can't, well, I can't so, surmise off the top of my head something as eloquent as whatever was written on that poster. And then on your on your side door in your garage for which we enter and exit, we will have a massive fat head of Don Finucci. That's right. With his hand out and his gold tooth. Friend of the pod, Don Finucci. Yeah. Rest in peace. All right, then. Well, you want to hit some of this business? I think, uh, I think that's enough for this week. Yeah. Uh, first thing I want to apologize for, uh, some of the audio issues we had last week. I was a fool and didn't check levels with a microphone. And so, you know, here we are. So hopefully well, yeah, it's better yeah, this week. We, uh, didn't so it doesn't sound that. like I'm in a tin can down a hallway around a corner talking to you. So, uh, hopefully it sounds better this week. Um, if you want to email us and get in touch with us anyway, you can email us at garage time at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit us up on any of our socials uh, at Garage Time Pod on Twitter at Garage Time Pod on Instagram and Garage Time Podcast on Facebook. Um, join the community, join all the groups we're posting on there all the time uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is where you're going to find these new uh, the new set of of matchups for our Christmas movies um, on our stories where you'll be able to vote. Um, the most important thing is that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and follow on uh, Spotify and any other platform that you listen to podcasts on, because uh, that's going to be the quickest and easiest way to keep up with uh, new episodes that we drop weekly. That's the truth. It's the truth. Um, I'm excited about this. We got we got some good stuff coming up. I mean, this is the part where, uh, I don't know, like... I've got ideas and it's all Christmas themed. So if you don't like Christmas, maybe tune Mm -hmm. out because we're not going to stop because I love Christmas Mm -hmm. and it's the best time of the year. And that's just how it's going to be. So, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully you feel the same way. If not, that'll be too bad, but Hey, you can come join us in January. Like we said last week, this is the time to be married because pretty soon we're just all going to be absolute. Everything's going to be shit. Yeah. So, we're going to force this holly jolly down your fucking throat and you're going to like it. So. Damn right. I'm going to eat as many Christmas tree cakes as I can. Uh, nonstop Christmas music and Christmas mm-hmm. movies. And that's how it is. Exactly. You and I need to talk about, I need to, you know, we're going to have Christmas. Um, Got to decide what to do for dinner. But maybe that'll be a, a discussion at another time. Ah, uh, Yes. It's difficult, well, right? So, like, I mean, I know what I want to make. I want to make a crown roast, right? Prime rib. Mm-hmm. I did but, that you know, last year. I got a six-year-old and a four-year-old who will have, like, two bites, a vegetarian wife. Mm. And then there's just the fear of, you know, like we talked about before, well, this is how it's cooked. So, I like, the last thing I ever want to hear is, like, God, oh, can I have my medium? What did you say? Mm. Your prime rib what? Yeah. Man, Christmas is ruined. Family's crying. It's just a whole thing. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, well, you and I will have to talk about. Did you hear what mom and dad are doing? I did not. So for Thanksgiving they had a ham, and for Christmas they now have a turkey. 
Yeah, you know, the world is upside down. White is black. Black is white. Cats and Up dogs is down. living together. I don't. I don't know. I don't maybe, know what to do with maybe these people. Cornish game hens. They're gonna. I'm gonna stick. Or what them about in a, a goose? I'm, I'm gonna stick them in a home. It's gonna be a thing. What about a goose? As long as it's not smiling at me. <laughs> it's, it's smiling. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Um, Let's get out of here. Yeah. So it's late. So don't maybe don't have one now, but do remember for when you want one, when you want a Molson, when you want a Labatt, mm. that you got to remember, and this is what we're here to tell you, is uh, keep those beers cold.